One Golden Moment Podcast, Justin Del Santos, Rory O'Toole, Yee-yee. Serena Carana, aka the Spice Queen. <laughs> it is currently Tuesday, February 26th uh, at 7pm. Now, typically we don't record podcasts at this time, usually Saturday or Sunday, whether we're in the studio or the courtyard, but this is a little bit of a special occasion. We have our first true guest, not a journalist, we have the first true guest of the podcast. In the studios with us, with us today is Andrew Armonday, is that correct? Just, I want to make sure Andrew Monday's good. Andrew Monday. You've been a season ticket holder for 23 years? I think it's like 28. 28 years, but this season will be your last? Uh, I hope not. You hope not. <laughs> and uh, the reason that we brought you in the studio was because of, uh, before the UCLA game, you stood outside in the rain handing out flyers, <laughs> petitioning for the firing of one White King Jones. Is that correct? That's correct. Well, we, we appreciate you coming down to the studio. This is a... Yeah. Uh, we were excited to talk about you because when we, you were actually the one who, Rory, who yeah. showed me the article and I was like, that, that's crazy. That's just, that's sort of the state of the fan base. But, you know, when I, I contacted you, I was like, this is, this is going to be fun. So I'd say the, the place that I like to personally start is what sort of your background just as a Cal fan did you, were you a student here or just like you grew up in the Bay and this is sort of your team growing up? Just a little curious on that, man. Yeah. So my dad was in the band. Um, oh, nice! Way back in the day, he played the drums. Um, nice. And so, yeah, he's had season tickets probably since he graduated football and basketball. And then, since I can remember, probably age four, um, we had season tickets. And so, really, have never missed too many home games. Uh, I went to college in Denver, so I missed those four years. But um, we we really don't miss home games for for football and basketball. Other than this year, there's been some that um, we we just kind of skipped because it just look kind of grim and mm-hmm. um, I could also say before probably last year was the first year I ever left a game before the final buzzer so I would like never let my dad leave before the final buzzer true fan yeah I, just, I, I feel like I can guess which one of those if I got two games in mind it was either Portland State or Central Arkansas I feel like it had to so be Central Arkansas I left at halftime <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah my dad was <laughs> I mean I, I was like look I think I'm gonna leave and he's like mean um i was just like it's just they're they're not playing hard if they're playing hard and getting smoked yeah you can respect that i respect it but i'm like they're not even trying like i came here on bart i have work tomorrow and if the if the um if the effort's not equal then like yeah why waste your time just can't do it yeah wow yeah i think i was sort of brought up in the same way it's like if we go to a game we're staying till the very end it could be it could be a 20 point blowout or it could be like it could go either way. We're staying to the end, but if that's if that's sort of the state of where you're at, I can imagine yeah. this season hasn't exactly been fun. I mean, I could say before last season, there was never a Cal game that I thought we couldn't win. Like, wow. ever, right? I mean, we beat that's, Arizona when they won the national championship at the Cal Palace, right? Like, yeah, we've yeah. beaten any good team, right? Like, we could always win. There's, There's a, chance, a chance, at least. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And now that's gone. Totally. That's totally yeah. gone. There's no... Especially at home. What was it, two, three years ago? We were undefeated at home? Yeah, yeah, I uh, think so, yeah. And now it's, uh, it's not, not a lot of home I court mean, advantage. I mean, what are we, 5-21? I mean, yeah. this is insane. Yeah. This is just... It's just not our standard. I always looked at, like, Oregon State and was like, that's, like, a really bad team. That's a bottom feeder. You know, like, that's yeah. always a bad team. Yeah. Or Wazoo. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're always going to get that win. Yeah. Home and away. 
Um, and now, like, we're that team. Yeah, it's embarrassing, it's just, right? It's just, it's just not right. Yeah. So do you think it's a coaching thing, or is it a player's thing? What? Yeah, the way I think about it is, like, you know, take, like, the bottom six of the Pac-12. Yeah. I can't imagine that the athletes are, like, that different, right? I've got right. to imagine that that comes down to coaching. You look at, like, a guy like Mike Montgomery. Like, that guy mm-hmm. got us probably six, seven more wins every year. Yeah. Just because he was, like, a great coach. Yeah. So, I mean, I would imagine we could have 10, 12 wins with a better coach. Um, and if you look at the, the games, actually, right, it's, like, there's not a lot of defense, uh, intensity is like relatively low. I mean, you see it in spurts. Um, you see a guy like Mike Montgomery. This guy's like shoving Alan Crabb, right? Yeah, I remember that. That's the kind of that intensity was a big deal. that like yeah. wins games. Totally. Uh, and and we just we just don't have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's a good point. It's um. Well, what were your expectations heading into the season? Did you expect ten wins? Or, I mean, you you obviously knew it was re- still rebuilding year, right? And last year you were leaving at halftime. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine. You. Yeah. I remember I was I was sort of of the mindset that it can't get worse than this. For we, sure. And we said yeah. eight wins, yeah. right? We For said sure. I said at least ten, and I looked back on <laughs> at least. So so la- so last year we uh, we had a March Madness issue, and in that issue I wrote it was essentially the future of Cal men's basketball. And this was before the season ended, and the lead was, it can only go up from here. Apparently, it can get worse. So, yeah, just yeah, bring I back mean, to you. Lo- losing to, like, was it Yale? Oh, yeah, the Pac-12 oh, China Oh, in China, that's right, yeah. Um, Feels by like 17. Ago. Yeah. yeah, I mean, USF's really good, but we shouldn't lose that. The, yeah, they lost us. That was actually really cool this year. We played a lot of the Bay Area teams, yeah. which I think we should do every year. Same. Um, but I guess that's the risk is they beat us. Yeah. Um, There's also that Cal Poly game they barely won. Yeah. That, San Jose that took State a, was closer than you think. They're so bad, San Jose State. Yeah, they've and been even, bad for years. Like, I was shocked at how bad UCLA was. And even Stanford, I'm like, man, these yeah. guys really suck. Well, the Pac-12 is historically bad this year. That's why Cal being as awful as they are, like one of the worst defenses of all time, offensive ratings terrible is even worse because it's not like Oregon State in what year? Was it 2007? Yeah, Oregon State in 07-08 because that team, that conference had six teams go to the tournament. Yeah. But now you have Cal in a historically bad year for the conference potentially going winless. Yeah, in a conference that might only get one or two teams. I mean... Probably one. Yeah. Maybe two. someone else wins the tournament? Yeah. Uh, It makes it worse. You even hear people on the the Pac-12, on like the broadcast, saying the best case scenario is that neither Washington nor Arizona State win. Have some random third team Get that win, out of it. so then you could have potentially three teams in the tournament. That's sort of the. Jeez. I guess that's the it's state a sad of the Pac-12. State. It's very sad state. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were up on Arizona State, so like they're not great. We we've, we've been up a few going in the locker room, a few of these games, but. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like to say there's been like a couple instances where Cal just comes out with some energy, kind of punches the other team in the mouth, and then it just yeah they just get out talented at a certain point. I mean, defense must be coaching and then effort, right? That's where it comes down. Totally. To. Um, and 
offense is like relatively similar. It's just a ton of standing around, a lot of ISO, mm-hmm. um, and we don't have really good enough players. Even a guy like Alan Crabb, he wasn't like an ISO guy. Like he was moving off the ball a ton. Totally. Like, like Monty knew how to like run plays for people, mm-hmm. um, and we just we just don't see it. I don't feel like our players are like terrible, right? They're pretty athletic. Yeah, there's um, some talent there. I'd love to. See, I'd love to see like Mike Montgomery coach him for a year. To see the difference, yeah. How do you think those former Cal coaches are reacting watching these games and having to broadcast them? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Montgomery ben, does a lot of the games, and yeah. Ben Braun does too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if they. I don't feel like they're tied to the school, right? Like Montgomery coached at Stanford, coached at Cal. Like for me, I mean, we never had red in my house growing up, right? Yeah, Stanford was like <laughs> dirty you, word. You know, my dad. We wouldn't even go to their campus because he didn't want to be on their campus. Wow. You know? I love it. And I'm like, I, I go to football games there and basketball games. It's like, it's pretty pleasant. Yeah. You know, it's like it's nice very place. nice. Yeah. I will, I will like, say, Dad, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. say, Maple's Pavilion has the worst press row of any press row that I've ever been on because not only is it way up in the rafters, there's also this weird stand where you kind of have to like, you can't sit up straight. You got to like peer in. But yeah, Stanford elitism. <laughs> Strikes again. <laughs> yeah. oh but something that we cite on every podcast, and especially since conference plays began, is the possibility that this team actually does go winless in conference. And we also we also like to reference Ken Palm. And right before the podcast, I checked the chance that it happens with three games remaining is currently at forty five point two percent. And so I'm just a little curious. What is your with these last three games plus? what will most likely be a first-round exit of the Pac-12 tournament. How are you sort of feeling going into these last three games, just from a, from a fan perspective? It's kind of weird how, how like, upsetting this season is. But So I'm out of town Thursday. I can't go to the Washington game. But I view the Washington State game as, like, the biggest game of the season. Like, I'm super excited for it. I'm going to be there. And I really hope we get a win. You know, it's, like, pretty meaningless, I guess, in the grand scheme. But, um, you know, it's the Bears. Like, we we got to get this win. Yeah. I mean, between being totally winless and getting one win, th- that's where there almost is a difference, where it's almost like undefeated versus 15-1 and one or whatever. You I, know, I, I just like, view it all as, like, bad. What's crazy, yeah. we were up on Washington. Yeah. Um, they were, like, what, 1-16 or something in that yeah. first? And then they stormed back on <laughs> yeah. Dominic Green. Just hit like a couple shots yeah. and then it was over. But uh, yeah, we've had that Washington State game circled for a while. But I've been warning fans because they washed us by. They were up by thirty-one at one point against us, right? In front of all, the whole ten people in Pullman. I, I don't know how you're feeling about it, like confidence-wise, because I'm not very confident. Uh, yeah, I mean that. it's it's hard to be confident. Yeah, um, but they just have hope. They're well, yeah, hope for sure. Okay. They're like eleven and sixteen. Yeah, they've yeah. they've been really they've good been, though. These last yeah. four or five the games, past, they've come on. It's kind of crazy news. because in the past like three weeks, they there was that game against USC at home, where I know that Washington State's like fan site was like, Washington State beats USC in the final thirty seven minutes. So like if you ignore those first three minutes, that's a win. It was ninety three eighty four. Yeah. Then they sweep the Arizonas, and I'm like, where the hell? That did this was come crazy. From? Robert Frank's plays out of his mind like 32 10 2 2 2 and then you play i think they 
They just beat Colorado. They kind of got washed by Utah. But you look at this Washington State team, it's like, where did this come from? And I guess when you have, like, Robert Franks and C.J. Ellaby as your foundation, like, something's got to give at some point. Yeah. That's bad news for Cal fans, though. Because I feel like everyone's been circling that as our winnable game. I, yeah, I think I there's, don't know. there's a couple camps. There's, like, fans that they always go. You know, that's just what they do. I think yeah. the older generation, maybe 50, 60 plus, like, uh, I guess I wouldn't speculate as to, like, why they do that. But, like, you know, I'm a pretty busy person, right? So, like, I move a lot and change a lot to go to these. So yeah. I can't just, like go if they're going to get blown out by 30. Yeah. You know, but um, there's definitely a camp that's like pretty faithful. It's still pretty impressive to see even 4,000, 5,000 people there. Yeah. That's more than Washington State gets. They get like 10 people. <laughs> uh. <laughs> in a way, this Washington State game, it kind of feels like a championship game in a way, just because yeah. of how much is at stake. Because odds are that Stanford game isn't going to fare too well, especially because if Cal goes into that Stanford game winless. I feel like Stanford's going to come out. They're going to be rocking. They're going to be like, we can be the team to put the nail in the coffin. Totally. So I feel like Washington State, just in terms of getting people in seats. And we have seen, like, there's been a couple instances, like, a little bit during the Stanford game, but when that enter- like when that place is rocking, that place is rocking. So I feel like if they can get some people in the seats, maybe, like, hover around 8,000, then you have a little bit of a conversation about them winning but it's possible i mean it's uh it's saturday you know it's a decent time but even from a fan perspective the challenge with that is if you come from let's say the city then you're going to head into the city at like seven or eight yeah i feel like that's the part of being a fan that i don't know if people think about it or if they don't but like it's somewhat arduous to like yeah go through these seasons right yeah even on a weeknight um, that's a whole yeah it's I'm lucky that I take Bart out and then my dad will drive me back but yeah getting on like a non-direct train that comes every 30 minutes at like 9pm on like a Thursday yeah, dude it's rough like, it's not great yeah it's really bad yeah it so. doesn't help that the scheduling of some of these games has been really weird like, like the Super Bowl oh you, yeah. do you have any thoughts yeah. on that Super Bowl game did you go to that game or did you I did go to that game um who was that game against that's Stanford. That was when Matt Oh, yeah, Bradley we were worried about overtime. Yeah, we that was when... won that game. Yeah, we should have yeah. won that game. Oh, totally. When the charge, or the blocking cloud... It's a horrible call. Ban the charge. Ban. Roy's not I'm a fan not a of Oh, I didn't even know you could review that. I, right? I was, I was like, like what is this? <laughs> Why wasn't he losing his shit? Like, Dude. Not that that would have helped, Yeah, but, but like, he didn't make a big stink about it. He's like, well, I guess we can do... Yeah, it's like, come on, why can't... Throw a chair on the floor. Bob Knight. Yeah, God. Mike Montgomery would have thrown a chair. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll tell you that. What did they re- they reviewed where his feet were? Yeah, they reviewed if his feet was in the circle or and if they were moving. So they basically oh I thought they said he wasn't moving. Let's just see where his feet were. Yeah, I think that, that was, was the I think that was the call. It, they did check to see if his feet were in the circle. They were clearly outside of the circle. It was and BS. Yeah. Cal did still have a chance to win that game because Casey Apollo missed one of the two free throws. And then the final possession was Paris Austin taking a 30-footer and airballing. So he's such a great shooter. Was a, he, yeah. He's like, um, he almost reminds me of like Raymond Circus King. Wow. Who like couldn't shoot, but like kind of has handles. Like uh-huh. I feel like he could. Yeah, like old school point guard. Kind of distribute, but 
Well, that was the thinking going into the season. And, I mean, he's done a decent job, I'd say. Yeah. At that, but... He's, uh... Yeah, I feel like he could be solid. I don't know how I'd compare him to, like, Charlie Moore. Charlie Moore was just, like, not good. Sure. Yeah. You know? Now he's like, good. I was shocked. I know. He, like, he was highly touted coming in. And it was kind of... He just couldn't get a shot off. Yeah. He's a little small. He, yeah, he is. I, I think he's I, even I smaller than Austin. Just because of, like, Randall. That's true. Who was my favorite player of all Dude, time. he's... Pac-10 championship. Yeah. It was yeah. the best year of my life. Probably the best yeah. day of my life. Dude, I, I remember that. That was, that I, was dope. I, like, never cry. I can't remember in the last 20 oh years. Oh, my God. And I feel like I was close that day. Is this team making you cry? Have you come <laughs> cry? In the wrong way. Yeah. Any of these games? Yeah. <laughs> I bet if, like, the last game of the season was at home and they lost, then that could... I feel like I would just be sitting there. Yeah. Staring at the court. Trying to figure it out. Just in complete shock. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, You'll be there at Stanford, though? Um, Undecided. It is one of those weird games. It's an 8 o'clock game. On a Thursday which, night. On a Thursday oh, it's night. on a Thursday. Probably not. Then. Which is the worst. But maybe you that's... You could see history being made, though. The wrong kind of history. I mean, I hate animals. Stanford. There's, like... It's, it's great for us. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I will probably go because if a team as bad as us can beat them, like, that would bring me so much joy. Oh, my God. On Stanford's oh, yeah. floor? Yeah. Yeah. Think about if storm the court. Think about if we lose though, and you're in Stanford. Yeah. Well, what's walking nice, down their campus. The only thing that's nice about Stanford is like, they care way less about the rivalry than we do. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. nobody's like. It was like S I N S H. Right. <laughs> well, my four years, we we didn't lose a Bruce, so. Uh, you didn't lose a Bruce. No. Wow. But I feel like it was equal on both sides. Yeah. In terms of how much Hate? we cared. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Uh, SI like to pretend they didn't care. Oh, really? No, no, like, no, it was a big deal. Okay. Especially if you were, like, playing sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. But, uh, yeah, I realized down the road, like, there aren't Stanford people that hate blue and gold, you know? But there's lots of Cal people that, like, when they see red, they're like... Yeah, Voldemort went to Stanford. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Well, what are you hearing from the fan community? Like, what's the biggest things that are sticking out to you, complaint-wise... Or so even like I sit, what they like. I sit like, you know, on the on the alumni side, like the older alumni side. Okay. And which so, which side is that? Um, physically, uh, it's stands. It's opposite of um, of the teams. Okay. So you're seeing. So like near that yeah. student section area. Behind the student section. Okay. And kind of in the corner. So you're totally observing the coach and the yeah. team. You got a <laughs> but nice I feel view. Like with this crew, they're they're like very historic. You know, people talk about Pete Newell and like yeah all that stuff. So you you really hear like the nitty gritty facts of like this is the worst team in X amount of years and like mm-hmm. all these guys kind of remember that. What's crazy, like on so first of all the petition, like I didn't know what kind of speed that would that would gain, right? Yeah, I checked today. It was like three hundred and thirteen signatures. Yeah, you just checked. What yeah, was it, at? Which, it was about that. I think it was yeah. more than Which that. Which is now. crazy. It goes yeah. up every time. But um, I think... Serena's oh, checking. Statistician. Statistician. Um, I mean, I think those older fans kind of um, are more upset because they have even a bigger base to like compare it against. But what's crazy on message, message boards is you hear the exact opposite, right? So I've heard... I read today it was like... Um, so-and-so knows someone in Cal Athletics and Viking's going to be back next year. And then you hear on another yeah. one, like, 
Jim Knowlton's like having talks with Kyle Smith, USF head coach. He's like negotiating right now. So it's like, a lot of rumors flying around. Tons of rumors. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you just kind of wait and see what happens. Where yeah. where I'm at is like if by the time it's time to renew, um, you know, we have the same coach, then we're just not going to do it. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. That was actually one of my questions. Like, if Wyking is still the coach, are you still going to renew? And I guess no. There's no, no way. way. I mean, for me as a fan and even as a person with like high standards, um, all the way around, like this is just not my standard. Like I can't be, I can't be associated with it. Yeah. You know? And I mean, there's something to being a fan and always supporting him, which I think I've done the last couple of years. Um, but it goes back to like the mutual effort thing. Yeah. You know, if there's something glaring that like any person objectively would say, this coach or whoever's underperforming. Yeah. Um, and they're not doing anything about it. Then, um, then I think it focuses to the AD. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Why is this person okay with this standard?" Yeah. So if Cal was to fire Wyking, would you just re up and then on to the next, or for sure? And hopefully we get someone good. I mean, yeah. I think it was surprising that he got promoted, right? I think we had um, Montgomery wanted Travis. What was it Travis? Um, what's his last name? Dick. Secure the assistant coach for Montgomery, who coaches at Montana, who just made the tournament last year. I don't know. I can't forget. Yeah. I can't remember his name. But anyway, supposedly Montgomery was like, "Hey, this is the next guy." Wow. I remember in the press conference, they asked him about the next coach, and he's like, "That guy's in the room right now." Wow. So he made a strong endorsement. We didn't get him. It seems like he's a good coach because he took Montana to the NCAA tournament last year. Which is yeah, um, it's Montana. I think he still has ties to Cal, but. It seems like there's good options. Um, people talk about muscle man at Nevada all the, the time. Bus. The bus. I mean, they're doing great. Yeah. I don't know if we could get them. And then I heard a rumor we offered the St. Mary's coach. Bennett? Yeah, less than what he currently makes. I guess. Oy vey. Um, well, so what, I don't know. What if, I, they, what if they said it was a financial reason? Because so that's that's the only thing I can think of of why. That's why he's like, oh, he's waiting till the end of the season, and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. If I had an employee working for me that was bad, I wouldn't like wait till the end of the quarter. Yeah. Right. Like every day, this person is operating. It like hurts our business. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, I'm I'm patient. Like if, if that is the reason, um, I'd be interested in hearing it. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's anything in the contract that says there's some sort of early termination bonus other than obviously his contract's guaranteed yeah which is normal yeah um well i guess the thinking is cal's already in x amount of dollars in debt yeah it's like 400 million something and having to pay this guy three million dollars and pay how many millions of dollars to the next coach but if you do financially feasible if you do the math i did this a while ago do the math on ticket sales say from like five thousand mm-hmm. to whatever nine thousand um I forget the math I did, but I remember it was like sixty grand, and that's gross. Yeah. Um, a season, like, um, I don't know the way bu- the way I make business decisions is like I have the CFO or whoever yeah. run the math, and then we make decisions. So I don't know. I'm not privy to like all the math, yeah. but um, I'm sure there's a way. And then you need to think about long term damage, right? Well, that's my argument too. Is like short term, maybe it's bad financial decision, but long term you're gonna lose customers for years. Mm-hmm and like fan base enthusiasm and those are things that take years to build up for sure so, 
So like if you don't renew after this season, would you come back next season or like what would it take for you to? Yeah, I, I would think a coaching change would coaching change. would would be the trigger for me. And um, say Cal goes like ten wins next season, Wagon Jones Jones is still here. Um, <laughs> what a scenario that would be! It's not gonna do it. No, so, I mean, technically he's a step in the right direction. <laughs> I, I want to get back to a spot where you know we're. We were pretty much always like top three, top four, right? I always feel like we could have won the Pac-12 if we just got a couple more wins. Like we mm-hmm. need to get back to that spot. Yeah. Right. I need to be able to come to Haas every day and think, um, you know, there's a shot of winning. One of my one of my goals, and this will happen in life, is to, I want to go to every home and away game for like a whole season. Yeah. Um, dedication. But to do that, I need like it needs to be like a 20 win season. Yeah. Yeah. Know? You need the Rabs and the Jalen Browns of the world to yeah. the stars to align in a sense. Yeah. I mean, the the team, my favorite team, probably would have been um, the Randall team where we won it, and then we we totally. really rolled on Louisville in the first round of the tournament. Yeah, and then ran into Duke, which was tough. But yeah, that was actually that year I went to Kansas. They played at Kansas. Oh um, wow! My college roommate went to law school at Kansas, so we went to wow. Allen Fieldhouse. That's a great experience. Ooh. And we were that's crazy. I think we were maybe down by one and a half, or I mean, we were like. Yeah, and neck with them. That team was crazy. Yeah, but, no, that was a great team. Um, one year, one time. Yeah. So to sort of get back to the, the subject of the petition, I'm curious as to how long was that thought of doing it on the back burner? And then what made you just decide to finally pull the trigger? Like, was there something about that UCLA game in particular, or was it just like like timing? What was sort of the motivation? So I, I mean, I emailed Jim, the athletic director, and just kind of laid it out and was like, hey, here's who I am as a fan. Like, I've come to a lot of games. This is, like, a big deal to me. This is, like, pretty important in my life. You know, example, like, I had a past girlfriend who was like, you, it's as if, like, you're on the team, you know, because I didn't really miss home games. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's my mindset. Yeah. <laughs> like, if the walk-on's ranger, like, you know, I yeah. would be there with my jersey on. And yeah. Like, who knows? But, uh, so I emailed him because people... I said, oh, email Jim, like, he'll write back, you know, he's a good guy. So I emailed him and heard back, like, a week later, um, and he was basically like, you know, it's my job to evaluate all 31 teams, um, and as you can imagine, like, no one's happy with the team, and hope to see you this week, go Bears. And I was like, you know, I didn't love that response, like, I get that he can't say really specific things, but I think he could say, like, a little more. This isn't my standard, and this can't continue. That doesn't mean you're getting rid of the coach. That just yeah. means, like, this can't continue. So I was, like, not super excited about that. Um, and then they kept losing, and I think maybe a week later, um, I was like, I think I'm just going to spin up a petition. And I came over to a home game early, um, wrote it up, and there's stats just from a bunch of articles. Um, so I, and I printed off – I think I got aggressive. I printed off, like, a 1,000 copies. Just because I figured, well, there's like 5,000, 6,000 yeah. attendees. I could probably hit like 20% of people if yeah. I stand there an hour before. Um, but I just, that, that's like totally illogical. You know, I probably <laughs> did like maybe maybe 200. Um, generally, I'm like an action-based dude. You know, yeah. like I want to speak up. I want to I do it respectfully. Like there's no, there's no personal aspect to it. You know, it's just about performance and... Um, yeah, I think if you don't see change, like, you should speak up. And especially Cal, like, I didn't go here, but it's 
it's this is like the school for that, yeah. right? This is like the school for standing up for like what you believe in, totally eliciting change. And so I just yeah. thought, look, I'm a fan. I don't know if there's a direct feedback loop to the AD, but um, this could help. And maybe I'm alone and no one wants to sign this, but maybe some other people are into it. Um, and so it was pretty fun. I mean, most people laughed. There was only <laughs> one or two. There was only one or two that were like, "Oh no, I don't." I don't want that, you know, and I was like, oh, are you like, do you like the current state of the team? Yeah. <laughs> and um, they just kind of shrugged it off. I think maybe more of a, just a different approach. Yeah. Maybe an undercover UCLA fan. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're undercover that was actually funny state. that it was that game because they fired their coach earlier this year. Yeah. So for oh, some yeah. people, I was like, yo, if they can do it, we can do it. <laughs> like, oh, certainly. This is probably the closest that Cal is getting to like the... A helicopter flying the fire Steve Alford over yeah. Paul oh, Pavilion. That happen? Yeah, a couple of years ago when they had, a, I think they had a losing season. They just they yeah, let they fly. Were. Yeah. Is that your next idea? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta once, up, once the get the budget going. There. Yeah, that'd be great. I was thinking, you know, if I was like crazy rich, it would be great to just say, look, I'll pay the rest of this of his, of his oh, salary. That'd be amazing. Now you don't have any more excuses. Yeah, He's the donor. I wish basically that'd be happens, incredible. right? There's like. There's like literally donors holding back money. Yeah. You know. That was another aspect of it too, which is like the longer that you hold on to this, there's going to be some donors who are like... They're going to use their leverage, right? Yeah. Yeah. If this is how you're running things around here, maybe it's time for me to sort of pull out and I guess this is the time to stop. Which is like a totally separate topic of how crazy it is that like the the label of a donor who has the leverage to like... (laughs) change change the, the coach and, and I've heard some of them are like we want input on who it is basically want to like interview who it is you yeah know? it's like that's not kind of how donations <laughs> work in the traditional sense yeah but you need that money strings attached for sure yeah so as the season plays out what are you looking to see beyond obviously just winning is it player development is it strategic development I mean I think you know, a game end to end, like yeah. you've had decent halves, would be good. Um, I guess just some fire, you know, like just some fire. I think the kids have fire every now and then, mm-hmm. um, but to have that fire, I guess, translate into an outcome would be would be pretty big. Um, and then I don't know from coaching, you know, I think you've the opportunity's been had to yeah see what you're gonna see. You know, like people have said, it's not like winning two games would change anyone's mind. I mean, there's like totally. a body of work there. Yeah, yeah right? of course. And what's crazy is he was like a very successful assistant coach, right? This guy won a national championship at Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Maybe that's just a better niche for him, right? I mean, who knows? That's how, what I've heard, yeah. Who knows how he's feeling? He might feel like, oh, man, this isn't a match yeah. for me. Um, you have no idea, right? Yeah. It's like, um, what, assistant coach for the Warriors? Um Ron Adams, Mike, what is his name? Mike Brown. Mike yeah. Brown was the head oh, coach yeah, of the Lakers. Yeah. Oh, that's a good comparison. You know, actually, like he yeah. probably has a really good niche for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So, what is your thoughts on just sort of the the parts of this team, just like the individual players, like because we've talked about some of these guys, and we there's a feeling yeah. that we don't think that a lot of them are being used to their strengths. Like the the, two, the one name that we always bring up is Andre Kelly. We think he's more of a point forward that's been forced to mm-hmm. be this very traditional big man. So, what are your sort of thoughts on the roster itself? 
I mean, I agree with you. I think that's what a good coach does. So one of my one of my best friends um, went to grad school with Mark Madsen over mm. at Stanford, and they were playing pickup, and he like couldn't shoot. He couldn't shoot from like ten, twelve feet, right? Wow. And he's like, man, I hate playing pickup because people think since I was in the NBA I can shoot, but really like Mike Montgomery drew up all these great plays, so I could just get a bunch of dunks. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a really good example. Yeah. Of a coach kind of doing his thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I think we could be running better plays. I think, you know, I like Vanover. I'm, I'm interested to see how good he can be as, as a freshman. I think he can shoot like 50, 60%. I mean, he's pretty much always open, right? Because he's like seven, whatever. <laughs> seven, four, seven, seven three. three. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and they're pretty athletic. Like, you, you looked at McNeil and um, suing, and you thought, like, okay, these guys could be. Um, a good front court. They almost remind me of like um, it was like Prentice Magruder and like Anwar McQueen. Mm. It's like backcourt we had like in the nineties. Yeah. Um, they're not any like better or worse. You think of these similar people like a uh, Richard Midgley is another old old guy from the nineties mm. who like he wasn't anything special, but he was like good enough. I feel like these guys are as good as any backcourt. Yeah. Had, in the exception of like. Uh, Randall so I'm curious to see him under a coach but who knows if um, I've heard rumblings that they're not pumped on the coach so I don't know if these guys would transfer that's yeah, something we've, we've heard some about rumors too. yeah, yeah just, I think a few will probably transfer at least one you think they'll wait till the coach leaves or I don't that know was, that was a point that I was thinking of because maybe like if the coach like if Wykeman is no longer the coach maybe they decide oh I can stay because I'm no longer in this situation. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a there's, there's some, some damage last yeah. damage here. There's got to be somewhat of a possibility that someone's like this situation is irreparable. I need to leave. Yeah, I can't remember someone transferring and doing like really really well. Charlie Moore is currently riding the bench at Kansas. Yeah, Cameron Rooks was yeah. just a, a well. Cam was not good here. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I hated watching that guy play. Yeah. Um, DJ Seeley was another guy who mm-hmm. transferred. Amande Moki transferred. I think both of them transferred to SF or Bakersfield or something. Ooh. So I don't think transferring is great. Obviously, you have a great degree at Cal. You're getting a scholarship. Like, yeah. If you're not going to the NBA and you're honest with yourself, that's not going to happen, which I don't think that's an opportunity for anyone are. on the team. So I think yeah, you can no. be honest with yourself. like Look at the situation and get what you can mm-hmm. get. And if you're a freshman, sophomore, like, we can kind of we can turn around yeah so we'll see I mean I don't think anyone would be that bummed if someone transferred like who who's like the one player you'd be bummed if they transferred that's a great point I'd be bummed if Suing left for sure yeah yeah. especially because I share a name with him there aren't too many <laughs> yeah. there aren't too many justices yeah. in the world but one of the yeah, things that be a big one always. one of the things that we kind of monitor speaking of Suing and also McNeil is we monitor the uh, body language a lot yeah we're gonna say hair yeah new hair new you but yeah. one of the things that we kind of monitor is just body language and specifically with those Nick guys Neal have a lot of body suing, language yeah hasn't been the best and i'm just sort of curious to what you think when you're just if you sort of take a step back from the game itself and just watch them as individuals yeah i mean that's tough i think people people have different 
dispositions. Mine, for example, I have a pretty blank face. I would be at a party and someone asked, like, why is he so angry? You know, it's like, <laughs> that's just my face. Oh, that's... <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So I don't presume to judge too much, but, you know, when you're in, like, a pretty public role, I think there is some, some value to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, I don't know if this actually happened, I think there was a game where supposedly McNeil was like, they lost, and he was like, oh, I could have been studying. We actually, we heard oh. that. That's, we heard that rumor. Yeah. That was the USF game, and I can attest to, like, the studying part, because when I went to cover it, I think I was thinking the same thing. Because <laughs> yeah. I think it was, like, the middle right of finals, finals week. week. It was either yeah. right before or it was dead week. It was something yeah, like that. Yeah, I Yeah. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't judge them too much on that. I would try to stick to the stat sheet and um, see how hard they're playing. I mean, when there's, like, missed assignments and things like that, and yeah. people not closing out, that's when I'm just like, you know, what are, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. I do wonder how some of these guys are feeling knowing that they decommitted from their original destination. Because like McNeil, Darius, yeah. McNeil was originally supposed to go to Iowa State, and then Connor was supposed to go to Memphis before Penny got there. And then I know that Matt was, I think he was talking, I think Utah was one of the only other teams. So I wonder if there's like just a little bit of buyer's remorse on that end, just the decision to come here. Probably. I mean, I, I kind of relate to it a little. I played soccer in college, and my yeah. sophomore year, we were 4-12. and 12. And, um, I mean, it was D2, and not to take anything away, it's like everyone plays hard, there's scholarships, yeah. it's like a normal collegiate sport, but... Um, it wasn't as bad as like you might think like I remember being really upset about losing all the time but afterwards maybe I had a mature view like we would party and like carry on I didn't yeah. like show up to practice any less early or anything like that but um, and this team know, does seem pretty close bad. actually yeah yeah. I see him around around Berkeley and it's like they what are they out. supposed to do keep their heads down and yeah and, and mope yeah like, that's not effective. So sure. yeah, totally true. I think if you can really objectively look at it, and these guys can get what they want from the situation, you know, which you learn a lot from sports, like teamwork, showing mm-hmm. up on time. You could see yeah. in the workforce today, people that have played sports yeah. and have had to like, you know, show up with like rigor and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But I would say as a fan, I mean, that was something Jim emailed back to me. It was like, I hope you'll support them as they like grow as you know, young men. And even Waikim will say we're going to do it the right way. And it's like, was the right way mutually exclusive from winning? Like, yeah. nobody's asking you to do anything yeah. like, of poor character. Um, so as a fan, I don't really care. I don't want them to do anything illegal, but uh, I don't care if they're, like, yeah. learning to be good men. Yeah. You know? I mean, chiefly, they're, yeah, you want them to win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. There could also be something to just... Like if you assume that suing and McNeil and Harris Dyson and a m- large portion of this young core do stick around, I feel like there's got to be at least something to just being humbled to this extent and just thinking when you're going through a skid, maybe two years down the line, there's a thought, it can't get any worse than it was like two years ago. Let's like let's rebound, let's go. I feel like there's got to be something to that. What's crazy for them probably is all these guys won a lot of games in high school. Like, yeah. they all had, like, two losses, probably. They all scored crazy amounts of points. Big like, man on campus. For sure. Yeah. I'm sure this is just, like, crazy. And then you come to Cal, like, it's a good school. It's yeah. always good. This has got to be pretty shocking. Um, I, I was kind of surprised people 
transferred when Conzo left. Like, mm. I don't really know why he left. I guess money. Yeah, well, uh, he's from Missouri, I guess. So it was kind yeah. of a perfect storm for that. that a lot sense. of money, too. The yeah. Porters. What did he get? $3 million? Uh, I don't know. How much did he get? Can we fact check that? Can we fact check I think he was making one five year or something. But yeah. He was. He could recruit, but he was like a pretty bad coach. Yeah, like development wise, he wasn't great. Yeah, but I mean, that can get you like top third of the Pac-12. Yeah, even that. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, we had a number four seed with that team in the tournament. Yeah, that was a crazy. That would have been a good team. We just had terrible luck, right? It was what Bird got injured. Yep. I think Tyrone Wallace got injured. Mm -hmm. We had like Brandon Chaka starting. Yeah. You know. Wow, blast from the past. I mean, yeah, but yeah, he got. We had a number four seed in the tournament. It's probably the best we've ever had. Yeah, no, that was a. Quanzo could definitely recruit. Yeah, and they say that about Wyking too, though. When you look at the incoming recruiting class, it's actually not bad. There's some players there. Yeah, but if you can't develop them, what good is it really? Right. Yeah. Because we, especially when you look at someone like Juwan, who's oh yeah, highly touted. You can I tell though he's really about. athletic, right? He can't shoot at but all. He's just yeah. hazard. I mean, is, is that his fault or is that the coach's dad's fault for not teaching him how to shoot? You know, part of it's probably the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. look, who was it? Um, SI kid who played here. Oh, uh, Stephen Domingo. Stephen Domingo, who yeah. was like from Georgetown. Yeah, who yeah. was like supposed to be a great, great shooter, right? Yeah. And um, it seemed like the speed of the game kind of rattled him. Like he was yeah. thirty percent shooter. Maybe Slow less. release. But still, I think that kind of hints at some of the problems with this coaching staff where I feel like they're not putting guys in the best position to succeed, one, and two, you're not seeing development over the season. They're just kind of flat line. This is Justice Suing's game. This is, you know, Darius McNeil's game. This is Juwan's game. Yeah. It's not changing. Yeah. I, I feel like college is trouble. very much coaching, right? Yeah. There's like the 20 players at the top, and then it's just – coaching you think of um it goes so far think of like Beheim at Syracuse who runs that zone yeah right it's like he just exploited college and he's like look people don't shoot good enough in college for me to not play zone yeah I remember when we played them in the tournament like I don't know four years ago mm-hmm. we scored like 45 points like yeah we were just completely rattled yeah so um I don't know it's it's, it's weird because he's been around really good teams yeah that's I don't thing. know why it's not transferring like, this guy was on Louisville for five years when they were, like... Had some top talent. They were really, really they were good. good. Yeah. I, I don't know. We don't... I don't know if he can't get buy-in or if he, like... I'd imagine he's his basketball IQ is, like, good. Mm-hmm. Right? This man's been... He played. He played overseas. He played, like, semi-pro. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I just don't get it. Part of the reason that I believe that this team would at least hit the 10-win marker was my assumption that Jawan and Darius and Justice would take more of a leap from year one to year two. And to get back to Roy's point, it felt like they have kind of flatlined it a little bit. Like, Justice is putting up about the same numbers he was last year, albeit a little more efficiently. Darius is essentially the same player as he was last year. Jawan's just kind of fallen off a cliff production-wise. And for me, Jawan was like my X factor of this season. That if he, <laughs> if he makes like somewhat of a leap, if he goes from like a six point score to a ten, and he's like yeah. a lockdown defender, and he sort of no, like, yeah, he could have yeah. been. I mean, there's definitely something he, there. He kind of reminds me of um, Umba Mute. 
Wow. Who's like he was like really athletic, but yeah. he never really put it all together. Figured it out. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of those guys. This guy's athletic. For sure. It always feels like he's trying to go for the highlight play. Like yeah. he's always he's trying, trying to, to hunt some... for that dunk. Yeah. yeah. That poster. I think that happened during the Arizona State game. Like the very first possession was super weird. And he had, like, two missed shots and, like, a self-rebound. I'm like, what's going on yeah. here, Juwan? And he picks up those quick fouls, too. Yeah. Like, I've never seen a guy get two fouls in, like, a minute. And be, like, surprised. As, yeah, as often as he does. And he's just like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kwanzaa made uh, $21 million over seven years. So, yeah, about... Oh, he got a seven-year contract? Seven-year contract. And that's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And that's at a football school. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Good conference, though, too. Yeah. Oh, good for him. Do you know what he made here? I wonder if we like. I feel like he tried to match. I'm sure we didn't increase pretty high. Yeah, no, no Did, way. I feel like he knew he was out the door because especially how that game of the NIT went when they kind of just mailed it in and Rab had that foot injury. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it it would be a strong accusation, but I was like, is are we throwing this game? <laughs> Like, wow. the last game of the season. Whoa. Like, here no, no, we, have, we have a thing on this podcast called Spice. We call it the Spice Queen. This is extra spicy like, hot why, take. Like, why wasn't Charlie Moore playing? We were the number one seed, getting killed by the eight seed Bakersfield. Yeah, I think they and, wanted to be done. Like It's NIT. And then, like, literally after the game, he announced he was leaving. They so might have thrown that. Clearly, he, like, signed a contract before, and maybe he didn't want to go through. You know, we are Capital J journalists. We can investigate <laughs> this. Yeah. Vic did write the, he wrote the column after that, and he called, it was like a disgrace, and he basically just went in on the coaching staff for, basically, for what he thought was throwing the game. So. That was, like, without lots of research, I was like, what? this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, That's actually very possible. This is a game where Charlie Moore should just drop like twenty five. Yeah. You know. Well, that's a good segue. Is Y King throwing the season? <laughs> is this the long con? Like, this is the ultimate. No, <laughs> he just I mean, I have like zero. And he's gonna win the conference tournament. That's is with that auto bid. Oh, he's just God. warming everyone up. Yeah, it's a it's a long play. It's great. <laughs> I think he was make Kwanzaa, uh, was making about one point five million when he left. Yeah. Okay. So he doubled. And that's what's crazy too. We we weren't willing to match that for the new coach, right? Jones makes a mil. Yeah. Like, why don't we just pony up at least one point five and get? I think the financial situation has made them so conservative. But even right. fo- football's doing so much better. That's going to start to bring in more money. Yeah. I mean, I know Wilcox has a new contract, but even Baldwin got um, a new contract. Yeah. Wow. What were your thoughts when Viking was promoted? Because there was only that. I don't even think it was a full month had passed, and then it's boom. We got a new right coach. Uh, not pumped. I mean, you could, <laughs> you, you could see, you could see for his salary, it was clearly like, this is the best person for that salary. Yeah. Right. Like, if it's true that we went after Bennett, and offered him less than he currently makes. <laughs> I love that. And I, what is? I'd be curious to see what Musselman makes. If this guy makes. Yeah, like I don't know. He may have been re up. One point five or two mil at Nevada. Yeah. He's one of those yeah. names that keeps get thrown um, thrown around for the UCLA job. Yeah. That's more attractive than Cal. Oh yeah, the UCLA job is gonna be. I, I think. I mean, I don't know the whole landscape of who's out there, but it seems like Kyle Smith's our guy. Yeah. This guy's an up and comer. He's in the backyard. He doesn't have to move. Yeah. It'd be a big promotion for him. I would love that hire actually, because he made Columbia great. Yeah. He's USF looks awesome. They, they look so they good. Got the kid us. from Reardon, Frankie Ferrari. He's been good. Oh yeah. Frankie. I heard he wanted to come to Cal. 
Are you serious? That's what I heard. Oh. So I'm sure it was pumped. You know what? We wouldn't have developed him anyways. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, he's better off. Yeah. Oh, man. Dang. It was crazy to see um, the Santa Clara coach who yeah. was at ASU. Yeah. Coach James Harden. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of gone opposite what? direction. How about career. the real left field? Like, I see this on Reddit threads all the time. Jason Kidd. I would love that. First of all, what are the chances? That has to be... This, like, he's such an NBA guy. Yeah, I think It's he, hard to imagine, right? It could be a Patino situation where he had his, like, fun in the NBA and it's like, now it's mm. time to go off to college. I think he probably... This is a guess, right? Like, he... He probably feels like he could have done more and it sounds like he might get the Lakers job if they get rid of Luke Walton. Wow. Can so, you imagine? <laughs> um... I mean, I think yeah. it'd be. Do you think he'd be a good college coach? Mm-hmm. First off, does he? It is totally different, right? Like Mike Montgomery, just you know, got his ass kicked in the NBA. Because he's a college coach. He's a college in coach. the NBA, where I feel like Jace Kidd's like the NBA you, coach who'd be in college. Like if you push an NBA player, you probably oh, get knocked out. Yeah, Latrell Sprewell, PJ Carlissimo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, he probably realized that too, and he, he didn't like. Like, is Jason Kidd going to recruit? Is he going to be out in Mesa, know, well, Arizona? Recruit, <laughs> like, if Jason Kidd was sitting in your living room, yeah. you're signing that contract. He just like pulled, like, what is the thing that Pat Riley does? He, he puts just, the rings yeah, on the table. On the table yeah. put, what does he have, like, one ring plus, like, he just pulls out the he, banner. Dude, he, he's one of the best point guards, like, He pulls out ever. Tony Braxton, I dated her. <laughs> yeah. superstar. Yeah. This could be you. But that's the crazy, uh, the crazy thing about Cal is I'm curious about your thoughts on this too. They just have no banners whatsoever hanging in the rafters, and I feel like if you're a recruit and you see I that, hate that, you're just like, "Where's the history? Oh, it's on the walls outside. It's like that's not the same." Do we have jerseys in there? On the rafters? Yeah. No. No. There's nothing in the. How do you got to have Jason Kidd's jersey in there? They just have it on the sides, you know, when you're. It's not the in same. The arena. Yeah. Yeah, the I Pete Newell statue on the side. When I was at um, Allen Field, Fieldhouse in Kansas, I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's insane. You know, all the memorabilia around. Yeah. Don't they have James Naismith stuff? There? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, didn't yeah. they buy the document? Like the original? Yeah, they, they are yeah. serious. Like, it's like religion there. Yeah. I, I, a separate topic, too. I do feel like the whole, the whole kind of in-game experience could be, like, way better. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, when I was little, it was better. They used to do... Um, so you weren't happy with K-pop night? Who's the lady that flips the bowls? Yes. Oh, she's a king. She's what a legend. She the Warriors. Red yeah, Red she used to do the Warriors games all the time. That was uh, the best halftime show I've seen. Yeah, oh, yeah, she did USF games before. Yeah. What they used to do, which I loved, and I played in once, was um, musical oh, yeah. chairs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they do. It was my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. Love that, and I loved as a fan signing up. They had the box right in front. Yeah. And you, we would sign up every game. Right. It was just another thing that engaged us to like get there early and my dad got picked once I got picked once yeah um, now I remember I walked in once and that this season they were trying to get people to sit in the student section and I was like first I was like no I'm good yeah. and then I was like actually if you let me play in like the halftime thing then I'd be down and they're like oh no I don't know who does that <laughs> so what did they used to do in terms of like in-game entertainment back in the day always the musical chair thing mm-hmm. um, that was a big one and then I don't know. Now there's all this like weird cutesy stuff. Like I don't like the bear route because it's usually like a really small kid that's like screaming into the mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're splitting. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've complained to Serena about this a lot, but do you feel as if 
the volume of like the PA system is just way too loud. Yeah. Trying to compensate. It's way <laughs> too loud. You know who I miss? There, I don't know if you guys know this guy. There was a yell leader the year we played. He was a senior the year we played Syracuse in the tournament in San Jose. Mm-hmm. He had like curly hair. Um, he's probably like 5'8". This guy was hands down the best yell leader I've ever seen in my life. You could, like, he would be trying to We need to, to find this man. Dude, he's so <laughs> good. Yeah. He, he would go to both sides, right, and try to get the go, go Bears going. And he would just be like, you know, like, it's just, it's not enough. Yeah. Like, keep it going. And I'm like, this guy gets me fired up. And yeah. I remember when I, like, shook his hand once at a game. I, I felt like honored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're going to yeah. be successful. I don't know what your major is or what you're doing, but, like, you just look like a successful individual. Yeah. Well, that's another thing I worry about with this is students are going to develop this, especially the freshmen here. Oh, you yeah. have no memory of Cal winning for the sophomores. They're just going to be like, why would I go to a basketball game? This I mean, program is, is trash. It's been down there for sure in the yeah. last, like, Especially students. Years. I, mean, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was thinking about this because I was here for Rab's final year. That was my freshman year. And then the past two years, I've, like, super intensely covered and they feel like completely different eras of basketball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to go from Harmon Gym, where you actually had students like on the court, right? Yeah. Like literally three feet away. Yeah. Those those were the days where... Um, That's some serious home court advantage. I think it was Gary Payton's... At Oregon State. Dad was in the in the crowd, and Oski like threw a pie in his face. <laughs> <laughs> like crazy shit used to happen yeah. back then, you know? Like there'd be legit fights between like the bear and the tree, right? Yeah. Um, and now, obviously, that's like not a good thing. It shouldn't continue, but yeah, that that kind I'd of be happy. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of excitement. That, yeah. that kind of intensity, like, just doesn't exist. You move the fans back, and um, I, I almost would want to like be a free intern for the athletic department for like three months before the season, and then like the entire season. And my goal would be like attendance and and some measure of like engagement. Yeah. Right. Like, not saying someone isn't thinking about this but like we could just do better we yeah. could do way better Milton gotta get that Chick-fil-A that was part of his I remember when he yeah. had his, his introduction that's a good promotion yeah we had better culture when we were playing in Oakland and it wasn't even our stadium yeah I remember when I was doing a, a feature on Ben Braun he kind of gave like he kind of was messing with Carlissimo and said we're selling out more than y'all and this oh, is at y'all, that time we probably this won. is y'all stadium yeah <laughs> Uh, that starts with winning, though, I think, to get people to actually come. But look, you look at um, look at the maps, right? Mark Cuban yeah. came in, and he's like, the thing about these games, most people don't know who won or lost. They know if they had fun. Yeah. Right? The Giants are the same way. How many people walking out of a Giants game know who uh, won? Yeah, no. It's just like a thing to go to. Exactly. So yeah. you got to understand that you're running a business, and yeah. like, how, how do you get revenue from that business? It's like an experience. Totally. Yeah, they could definitely improve that. Um, I feel like um, we try to distance ourselves as like Cal students and reporters, you know. But I've never once this season felt like, oh, I'm missing out by not being like in yeah. the student section. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, you're never like, oh man, like there's gonna be lit. There was like yeah. one time they had the there was some type of banner over the student section. I think it said like we are Haas, and I was like, or okay, cool, you got Haas. this down here. But then like look at all the empty seats like up in the rafters. It's too big. <laughs> they they definitely built it too big. You think so? I think they should have gone. USF style. Mm, that's like four thousand, five thousand. Yeah. What is but this? Twelve. Not to bring back to our high school story. We're losing listeners here. But <laughs> yeah. Those Bruce Mahoney basketball games in oh, USF. Yeah. Loudest stadium I've ever been Absolutely. in. Absolutely. And that was like four thousand people. Yeah. And it was like hot. 
And yeah. It was crazy. Like, I think, I think go, that was a great experience. Go like eight, 8,000, 9,000. Yeah. Right. And I think from a revenue standpoint, cost per ticket's going to be higher. Like, you're yeah, gonna, the demand. You're going to get that money. That's a good point. Like, I, I think Cameron, um, God, I forget the size. It's like not it's that. It's so tiny. Cameron is tiny. So, yeah. And they're but th- like, that's how they get that experience. Yeah, it's great. Not yeah. as much in terms of upkeep either. You don't have to pay to maintain the whole thing. Yeah. But then also, um, St. Mary's Stadium. That thing feels like a high school oh, gym. I haven't been. What is it? Three thousand. Uh, it's yeah. so. That like, is an actual high school gym. It's yeah. legit a high school gym. Yeah. But I was there to cover the Cal St. Mary's game, it's and that big. place it's small, but that place gets rocking. Yeah. I'll yeah. Have to go. Not to say like let's downsize to three thousand seats. <laughs> let's not downsize to four thousand yeah. seats, but I feel like there's something to having a more intimate experience yeah it was it was too aggressive for sure <laughs> but i think at that time we were pretty good yeah you know we had good coaches we had good recruits that's how you get recruits though good fans you know like some, i mean i've i've not seen wilcox at any of these games and usually you see the football coach bringing yeah. in recruits i even saw the rugby coach at one oh, jack clark yeah i think i remember jordan brown came to cal last year like when he was still mulling over what school he'd go to and I don't remember which game he went to, but I was just trying to think of the home games that he could have possibly went to. None of them. Were. And I'm thinking he probably he didn't have impressed. Yeah, yeah, he probably didn't have the best impression. That's bad for recruits. What's your guys' prediction with what's going to happen with the coach? I think we've kind of just, if it comes down to performance, which it does. Yeah, it should. I think it, it he's should. Gone. But if the financial, that's like that's been you our think there's a chance he'll be here next year. Yes. I think yeah. there's a legit That's chance. That's insane. That is insane, but there's a chance. I'm t- I feel like this. Yeah. there really is a chance. As much as I don't want to say that there's a chance because, like, if this was in the NBA, this would be, like, a conversation, but because it's college and you have so few games, like, that's all we're knowing you by, especially when it's, like, just two games in a week. But I think if that happens, then it, the conversation switches to Jim. Like, hey, yeah. we want a new AD. Really? For sure. Yeah. This guy doesn't get our standards. One of my things with Knowlton was, I think the reason he's been so willing to take a step back on the situation, because this would be his first major decision as AD, and he does want to just make sure that like he's covering all the bases, he's doing his due diligence. I think because of his past and just knowing what the state of the fan base, he's going to be inclined to be like, okay, we need to... Yeah, I don't think that's a good excuse. Like, this is a tier one program. You know, it's yeah. a D one, Pac twelve. Like, yeah, this is the job you signed up for. If you didn't want to make hard decisions, then you should have gone somewhere where five hundred is like a good year. Yeah, that's that's just not here. I think it's probable he goes, and it should be like a hundred percent, ninety nine percent. Yeah, I would be shocked. But, I would be absolutely shocked, and I'd be sad because I'm not going to renew next year if it happens. Yeah, but I, I do think there is a chance that he stays for financial reasons i've even seen on some message boards some fans kind of hoping that they do go winless in conference just to confirm that he's not yeah i'm not into that i mean i think the body works one win really better that's sort of the state of everything i guess yeah i have like heard some like things that i'm not ready to put out into the air (laughs) nothing is nothing is confirmed yet but it's it doesn't i've stated several rumors on this show yeah it doesn't it doesn't give us a little i'm just gonna say it it doesn't bode well for mr Viking jones future i thought you were gonna say for me oh no (laughs) these are just like unsolicited rumors but i just heard that you know there's some definitely some 
some rumblings. I don't know how many allies he has. You know. Like him. Yeah. Really. He also has. There's that thing. Is with, he likable? Like on a personal level? Do I was. I was getting that impression. Point, really because. And I can't imagine the players would advocate for him to stay. Right. Like. There's. This is a good place to just wrap up because we are hitting the hour mark. But. Ryan Gorsey, who covered the team for a couple of years, hmm. he kind of went on like a tweet storm after I think it was it was after one of these games this past week, and he mentioned how. Well, I think he kind of got... Wiking got on Gorsi for, like, writing some type of article. But then there was also that Wiking keeps a list of unfavorable... Of people who are unfavorable to him. Wow. I guess and we're on that list. I feel like if he if we knew he existed, we'd have to be on that list. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. kind of like that. I've, so I've done that at, like, companies I've worked for where it's, yeah. like, investors or whoever that, like, kind of shat on us. Yeah. Um, I think it's useful, great. though. Yeah. I mean, look, if he gets fired and goes on and becomes successful, like, that's great. Like, personally, I hope, like, all people are thriving in yeah. the world. Like, I love to see people thriving, you know? Like, I, there's nothing personal there, yeah. but it directly impacts me today, and it's like... It's clearly not working. Guy's got to go. But I, I hope... What I hope happens is he gets let go ASAP, um, and then he just goes on and thrives. So yeah. that's a great world for me. I've heard a couple of people like in this office when I'm describing the situation, it's like, oh, you, you don't want someone to be fired. That's their livelihood. And then, <laughs> and then I say, oh, he's also going to make $5 million out of this regardless. They're like, oh, I feel a little less bad about if he was to be Yeah, he's getting the money. That's their livelihood. But if you were, and I've fired probably more than 20 people in my career, mm-hmm. you know, if you were running a business that you owned, you wouldn't be saying that. Yeah, because your business would die. Yeah, and, you know you might have a bunch of friends, but um, and you're not really doing them any favors, right? By letting someone underperform, you're like not giving them feedback, and you're not helping them grow. What if he gets fired from here, learns a bunch, goes on, does really well? Like that could be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think firing is is as like um, like devastating as one might think. You know, I, I worked at an early startup and got let go after like six months because it was like dying. You know, I think most people probably get fired at least once in their whole life. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't buy into that stuff. You know, and I don't think I'm an asshole for saying I think this guy should get fired. No, you know, yeah. it's it's uh, it's not personal. No, not at all. Yeah, there's standards. And yeah. if I was underperforming in some role and someone wanted yeah. me to get let go, like I would own it. Like if Cal was like. They're a twenty-one team. This is a whole different conversation. That twenty's on the wrong side. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to get shifted into the W column. Yeah. So we are at the hour mark. This is sort of where we cap off. But do you have any sort of final thoughts? Last three games, Pac-12 tournament. I mean, I hope a lot of people come to the Washington State game. Like, it'd be fun to see Hawks just rockets. We're hyped for that. Uh, oh yeah, I'll be there in my Randall yeah. jersey. So. Oh nice. Um, you know. I only bring the jersey out for big games. Is it bright yellow or is it navy it's, blue? It's uh, navy with the three. Okay. Ooh, fresh. Um, it's pretty fresh. <laughs> fresh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, people should speak up. People should be respectful. Support the Bears. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 32. We have another 60, 70 years to go as a fan. So, hopefully, you know, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing some, uh, some progress. Awesome. Andrew, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, right. This has been episode number 13 of the One Golden Moment Podcast. Justice De Los Santos, Rory O'Toole, 
Serena Karana, signing off. That was fun. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was good. Uh, let me not close that. Ah.